Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade. Elizabeth and Jessica Wakefield. Both girls are blessed with spectacular good looks. Both wear exactly the same size clothes, but they refuse to dress alike. It isn't easy to tell them apart, but beneath the skin, there is a world of difference. A wicked gleam of mischief lurks in the depths of Jessica's eyes, while Elizabeth's reflect only sincerity. Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And we are back with book number 16. Nope, 15. Oh, episode number 16. <laughs> oh, it's been so confusing since we did that Wakefield's <laughs> Sweet Valley saga. It's wrecked everything. Yeah, we're so lost. It's episode 16. It's book 15. Book 15. We are constantly confused. Oh, so confused. <laughs> and even more confused by some of the plot developments oh, in all of these books yeah. that make no sense whatsoever. Nope. But yes, it is book number 15 and it is Promises. Yeah. So, Karen, can you tell us what the cover of Promises is like? The cover of Promises is Jessica Wakefield kind of scheming away. I oh, guess, very much usual. so. She's looking very suspiciously at... She's wearing a vest. She she is wearing a vest and the lavalier trademark. Um, so she's beside Betsy Martin, who's uh, poor Trisha's sister. And I'm quite puzzled by Betsy's look here. I am so like, puzzled Betsy's meant to be this like wild child, crazy bitch. Like, yeah. goes off on the tear to Kelly's and the shady lady. <laughs> And like she looks like she's about to go off and play tennis. On she the looks like a here. nun. She's literally wearing a polo shirt. Yes. Has like, yeah, like a nun haircut. Very sensible. <laughs> like, Post Vatican II nun hair. No. The sort of hair that the nuns, the very few teaching nuns in yeah. my school, they all, none of them wore veils or anything. That's they what it all is. Had hair like that and indeed dressed like that. Sister Mary Betsy. <gasps> Sister Mary Betsy, all she needs is a navy cardigan. <laughs> She's actually got more of a nun name than my own school principal, whose name, whose real name, from birth, her real name was Sister Chanel. Oh, what? Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. I know it sounds like I went to some sort of crazy Do fashion what? school. Her name <laughs> yeah. is Chanel O'Reilly. That's amazing. So we did have Sister Chanel. Fucking was our principal. Deadly. I know. It's <laughs> amazing. A great name. No one would believe that if you I know. Like, wrote a story and called a nun Sister Chanel. They'd be I like, know. nah, come on, Anna. <laughs> Sister Prada. <laughs> um, but yeah, she uh, she was just as glamorous and fashiony as Betsy is on that cover. Like, <laughs> Betsy is not a crazy party no, girl. No, this is such a puzzling cover. Oh, so puzzling I, I don't understand it no um, well will you read out the cover tagline please yes our cover tagline is somehow Jessica will get rid of Betsy <gasps> oh just very threatening she's she going to murder her um, and the back one is bad girl in town <laughs> the one the one just bad the one. girl only one at any given time yep, <laughs> the girl's like Highlander there could be only one <laughs> 
Oh my god. Friends. I don't even know who she goes partying with. Oh, oh god. So can you read out the full blurb for us, please? Okay, here we go. Oh, good lord. Oh, okay. It's actually quite sad at the start, so oh. I should stop laughing. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Wakefield is crushed when his girlfriend Trisha dies after a tragic illness. Oh. The only thing, the only things that keep him going are the memory of their love and his promise to Trisha to, k- to take care of her sister Betsy after she's gone. Betsy Merton's wild exploits with drink, drugs and boys have left her with the worst reputation in Sweet Valley. But when Stephen takes her into the Wakefield home, Betsy makes a promise to change. Oh. And as her goodness grows, so does her love for Stephen. Her goodness, because not drinking and smoking makes you a good person. A good person. <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. Jessica, Stephen's conniving younger sister, <clears throat> doesn't like this one bit. She makes a little promise of her own to get Betsy out of the house and out of Stephen's life. Forever! <gasps> it's like, it actually sounds like she's going to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That would have been the icing on the cake. Oh, God. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, she is pretty vile in this book. Oh, Jessica's terrible in this one, yeah. Like... If you want to know yeah. how unsympathetic somebody can be to somebody who is from an alcoholic home mm-hmm. and uh, has just lost her teenage sister to oh, cancer, God, yeah. then re- re- listen on. Uh, You're <laughs> gonna find out. It's rough. Oh my God, it really is. Yeah. So uh, we kick off with a tragic scene. Oh, yeah. So, we're at the hospital and Trisha's mm-hmm. Trisha's on the way out, but like literally the very first line is Elizabeth Wakefield and her large blue green eyes filled with tears. It's like. You can be dying on your deathbed, but <laughs> look at how hot these Wakefields are. Oh, my God. <laughs> the focus is going to be on them, not you. It's not about you, Trisha, okay? Yeah, like, come on, Trisha. There's two Wakefields, not just one. Oh, well, actually, there's technically, there's five. There's, they're all there. Oh, gang of them. The gang's all here. Yeah, and of course, even though Trisha is dying, she still is delicate and beautiful. Oh. Um, they don't mention she looks like a porcelain doll. No. Oh, they do mention like her China doll blue eyes. Do they? Oh, yeah. Well, they get it in there, all right. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) In case we didn't think that she was like a terrifying, creepy artifact. Well, so fragile. Well, (laughs) for some reason, Jessica is there. Like, why would Jessica? Why would they think that Trisha would want Jessica at her death? Jessica has been nothing but terrible to her. Yes. Uh, To her face and to the rest of the family's face. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think even Jessica is kind of moved by the scene and has like a single tear going down her face and she feels really awkward because she's she been such a bitch but Rightly Trisha because so. she's like a saint is like oh don't cry oh, yeah. why you do not you are far too gracious to yeah. this bitch and uh, Trisha's like oh I feel like part of the family and we can see that she's thinking that none of her actual family have turned yeah, up yeah it's actually quite sad like yeah, her dad is nowhere to be seen and Betsy who's her only kind of sibling, I think. Yeah, she is. Either, yeah, so. that we ever yeah. hear of. Yeah. So, yeah, she's, she's nowhere. And Jess is amazed that Trisha's, bra- uh, Trisha's bravery and she says that she is the courage of a female <laughs> Luke Skywalker. <laughs> it's like, huh, if only there was a female character in Star Wars yeah. who's just as brave as Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Maybe like a sister. Yeah, what a, a pity there isn't a Well, not female Luke Skywalker. Moving on. <laughs> And she finally admits to herself, oh, maybe Liz was right about Trisha not being a trash bag. Oh, it's a bit fucking late now. She's literally dying. And she apologises to Trisha, who is like, oh, you have no reason to apologise. Yes, she does. Oh, so many reasons to apologise. Do not be gracious to her. She does not deserve a deathbed forgiveness scene. And uh, everybody sort of goes off to give Trisha and Stephen some some privacy. And I've got to say, how do they know... 
Like she's literally going to die. It's like there's a like, countdown timer or something. It's a bit weird. It's kind of how it feels. Yeah. Like that isn't really what it's yeah, like not, in real not life. Quite how it goes. Um, but anyway, they have their, their tearful goodbye and Trisha makes a promise to look after Betsy yeah. and says that she only went off the rails when their dad started drinking, mm. which is pretty convincing and yeah. very sad. And Stephen promises. And then Trisha dies and actually is quite sad. It is, yeah. Because she's sort of like, oh, I just need to sleep. I'm just really tired. And then she dies. Oh. So it is quite poignant. It is, yeah. Um, then Betsy arrives and she's plastered. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really shit though. Because like, yeah, Betsy is kind of obviously has had a few because she's kind of stumbling and like her makeup is all smeared but like Elizabeth and Jessica are kind of sitting there going oh, stay to her and it's like her sister, sister has just died and yeah. she missed she didn't get to see her before she died yeah. and you're sitting there you judgmental bitches. and they're sitting there going look at her heavy makeup and her skimpy shirt it's like fuck really? off Jesus also your brother's girlfriend who you well, at least one of you cares about has yeah. just died as well yeah. like even on your own selfish terms you think you'd have yeah, you'd have face a little to... more on your mind yeah, yeah. Oh, but anyway, poor old um, uh, poor old Betsy is mm. getting kind of hysterical. And yeah. Stephen's really kind to her. He's trying to calm her down, yeah. Breaks the sad news. And uh, Ned and Alice, for once, act like adults. And they they invite Betsy home to their house because she's clearly, you know, she's really young. Like, yeah. She's only 17. Yeah, and she doesn't have anywhere to go really because like the dad is kind of AWOL and it's like, we can't let her go back to that house because like, yeah. that's a bit. So know. they they do the decent thing. They do. They, but of course, yes, it's horrified at the decent she, thing. She is. Of uh, course. <laughs> it's like, oh, people being decent. <laughs> uh, uh, what's wrong with you? And uh, Betty berates herself all her, like, smoking and drinking instead of being with Trisha. And she yeah. vows that she will turn over a new leaf. Yeah. Um, of course, Jess is unconvinced. Oh, yeah. She's like, no way. Um, but Liz is optimistic. And Jess, because she's such, she's so insecure. She is so obsessed with what other people think constantly. Yeah. She's like, oh, what will people say at school? And Liz, quite sensibly it's like well maybe they'll say we're decent people yeah like, ah, as if <laughs> and in fairness she knows she probably is uh, in fact it definitely is more accurate verdict on the Sweet Valley mm. wanker society <laughs> um so yeah, we we find out that uh, Jess can't drive again because she got speeding tickets on the way to Miller's Point. Ooh. And by the way she is, uh, this is, an, we get a little example of what a giant hypocrite Jess is, yep. yet again. Oh yeah. So we find out she's been to Miller's Point uh, and she was there with Paul Sherwood. Who's he? Who the fuck is Paul Sherwood? And it wasn't even <laughs> worth breaking the law to get there because he was a crap kisser. Um, and then she says that Betsy was up there with Charlie Cashman and Jim Sturbridge. Who's he? Yeah. Charlie Cashman doesn't turn up again. Oh, does, oh yeah, okay. yeah. He's in He's in later books. Oh. And she was there with both of them at the same time having a... Uh, very squashed <laughs> threesome apparently I don't know how that works in a car oh god very uncomfortably those logistics do not check out no they really don't but Liz is like look whatever I don't care yeah. uh, people can change yeah yeah and I think but part of what she's kind of judging Betsy so harshly, harshly for is like oh she goes to the shady lady in Kelly's and she hangs out with Rick Andover and she's yeah. been with half the boys in St. it's like, like you were just describing yourself literally. right now <laughs> and actually later Liz does get a bit of a burden about that oh yeah but um uh, yeah, she's like, oh, she was, she was off. Betsy was off her face with Rick Andover, and Liz literally says, uh, "Didn't you go out with him?" Yeah. And Jessica <laughs> says, "Oh, oh, people make mistakes," and which exactly. Liz is able to say, yeah. "Exactly." Yeah, actually, that is a pretty fair exchange. <laughs> this is one of the few times I'm like, "Bravo, Liz!" Yeah, 
<laughs> it happens rarely, but when it does, yeah, it's good. I will credit where credits you. <laughs> yeah. um, so she admits, and this is also kind of true, I suppose. Um, she she does grudgingly admit that yeah, maybe having Betsy around might be a bit too much for Stephen. Yeah, it's a bit of you know a lot of responsibility for him, but mm. you know, he's still trying to grieve for Trisha. But she's appalled when Jessica is like, "Well, I'm getting Betsy out ASAP." For fuck's sake. Um, and she's like, look, she just lost her sister. Yeah. You almost lost your sister yeah. recently. Like, have a bit of human compassion. Just a teeny tiny bit of empathy. Yeah. But, and Jessica's like, oh, I'll be okay for yeah. her. But it's thinking, for now. Like, she's actually a sociopath. There's oh just my God. no she's empathy there at her all. Her voice is just like a horrible little good yeah. kid voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like there's no angel and devil on her shoulders. No, it's, it's just, just like, devils <laughs> all the way around. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's cartoonish. She she's ridiculous. Um... So we cut to Sweet Valley High where everyone is frolicking and eating mini pizzas. Yeah. But all Liz can think about is Trisha and Stephen and Betsy. Oh. And she finds Todd and he's betting Bruce that Winston can eat four mini pizzas. And Winston is being amusing in uh, inverted commas yeah. which Todd seems to think will cheer Liz up. <laughs> I'm not really sure why. Yeah. Um, Winston calls himself the Starch King yeah. and begins his gorging. Mm. And we find out that... Uh, he 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 does it and Todd wins the bet and we find out that he has won from Bruce a night at the beach disco. And I'm like, what does this mean? Like, what is Bruce paying for? Is he paying for their like their meals? So they're... vague. What are the terms of this deal? I would not accept this bet. I'd be like, right, Bruce, you're paying for this, this, and this. Yeah, an itemized list of all the shit I can get. Yeah, <laughs> or at least a beach disco voucher if there is such something. Thing. Yeah. Um, so Winston has won the bet, and the football team parade him about on their shoulders, and there's like this big parade around the campus uh, for the Starch King. Olivia's like bashing a pencil against a tin or something <laughs> like that. So unnecessary. Yes. Um, and Regina turns up and is, uh, she's like, what the fuck? And Liz <laughs> fills her in and they have a fun lunchtime and Liz is like, oh, if only Betsy had friends like these. <laughs> well, if only Betsy had any friends at all. Because oh. <laughs> she is the only <laughs> bad girl Betsy. in this Just the one. <laughs> like now that Annie Whitman has cleaned up her act, it's yeah. just Betsy. And I suppose Betsy, Annie didn't booze. No, that's true. Or do drugs or whatever. Pills. Yeah. Um, so Liz comes home and she finds music blaring from the study, which is where Betsy is sleeping. And she imagines it's going to be full of bottles. <laughs> Jesus Christ, like, how much does she think Betsy puts away? Yeah, images of a smoke-filled room, Betsy sprawled on the sofa. It's like, give her a bit of fucking credit, like, Jesus. <laughs> Four o'clock in the afternoon, Jesus. Yeah. They come in, and uh, she comes in, and Betsy is hard at work at the desk, and yeah. she's drawing. She's sketching, yeah, because she's super into art, art and yeah. life drawing and stuff. Yeah. And there's a great bit where Liz offers her milk and a brownie. Sounds <laughs> delicious, because I do like cold milk and a, and oh, yeah. a chocolatey treat. And Betsy goes, milk. The good girls drink. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to get used to that. Well, it's like, did she? Was she literally drinking like vodka <laughs> from dawn till dusk? Like, yeah. did she had to drink fluids that weren't booze. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, water. Ugh, <laughs> good girls drink. <laughs> oh, so uh, Betsy is a bit surly. Yeah, but Liz vows to persevere. Yes, she's going to give her the greatest gift of all, the friendship of a Wakefield twin. Oh, what a beautiful sentiment that is. And it works. Liz is t- oh, Betsy is touched by her interest and she admits that the reason she likes having music loud because Liz is like, how can you concentrate? Yeah. Is because it drowns out her dad's 
drunken yeah like stumbling around that's really sad that is very sad yeah. genuinely sad and then they bond over their their sort of creative sides yeah. and Liz kind of opens up to Betsy and says that Betsy asks do you write you know stories and poems yeah. as well as your newspaper stuff and Liz admits that she does and it's really it's a nice bonding moment it is it's cute yeah. and she shows she says that like everything everybody says about about me is true uh, my life is a mess so I keep my drawing separate from it yeah which is quite moving and she shows what she's been working on and it's a it's a poignant image oh yeah it's a lovely like portrait of Trisha yes so uh, she says she's going to give it to Stephen yeah. um, he's gone off to college to pick up some assignments and then Betsy accepts the offer of brownies and milk oh the good girl's drink yeah. <laughs> Um, so then, it, just an example of pure sociopathy for oh. Jessica. It's another, <laughs> Jessica can't decide what to wear. She's flinging stuff around and we oh, find out God. it's Patricia's funeral. Yeah, And it's on, not dude. like she can't decide what to wear because this is obviously a meaningful event. She doesn't give a shit. It's just like, nah. she's just obsessed with what she looks like. Yeah. Um, and she says, oh, Betsy stayed out all night. And Liz is like, oh man, really? You thought I was getting through to her with that brownie? This- <laughs> you mean the brownie in the glass of milk didn't work? <laughs> Um, so Jessica manages to get Liz into giving her her shoes because even during a funeral she's a manipulative cow fuck's sake like just give it a rest uh, yeah. no she can't <laughs> for a day and she's gloating about her <laughs> when the funeral's over we'll get rid of Betsy oh god um, and then Betsy is is back in the house and it turns out that she just went home to get some of Trisha's things yeah because when they go down to the kitchen and Betsy's sitting there she's like Betsy looked up red eyed from crying or last night's partying Elizabeth <gasps> wondered it's like fuck off Elizabeth Jesus like, bitch. it's like the day of her sister's funeral just yeah. give her some fucking slack I mean, and even if she was out give yeah. a fuck like, and yeah. she wasn't yeah. so uh, Stephen has a gift for her and it's a set of acrylic paints and brushes mm. and she's very touched because yeah. the only person who ever gave her presents was Trisha and it oh, is quite touching that's nice so the funeral the funeral is grim yeah like there's about three people there yeah if this was in Ireland the entire school would be there oh absolutely yeah like Mr. Collins is there but he'd show up to anything so he doesn't count and there's a couple of teachers yeah it's like a shamefully small group of people that's kind of weird actually because like it yeah is. it's like a sweet valley teen like yeah there'd be Who people there was meant to be there. like really sweet and yeah, nice everyone loved her so what the fuck lads where are you all oh disgraceful yeah um, and even Jessica uh, looks serious while this is going on as well she might like a her, you know, a teenage girl being buried might oh, be God. the only thing that yeah. makes Jessica stop like tossing her hair, tossing her hair and, and flirting with people. Yeah. Uh, poor Betsy collapses by the grave, yeah. and it's it's a sad and dramatic scene. It is. Um, so yeah, there's there's no afters to this funeral. No, no funeral sandwiches. No sandwiches. <laughs> no triangular. There's no. These people are animals. They're doing it wrong. I know. There's no triangular sandwiches, which yeah. is a necessary part of every yeah, funeral. Yeah, and cocktail sausages. Yeah. That's like it's part of it. That's what you need. You need it, yeah. And you're gre- in the grieving process. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually genuinely serious about oh, this. Oh, absolutely. You do. No, entirely, yeah. You and like that whole vats thing. of tea. Like, it's, yeah. that's what you do. Yo, everybody who knows anybody. This is, I mean, this is the Irish funeral thing. Yeah. Is, for those who don't know, is that in, in an Irish funeral, if you knew, some, if you know somebody who has been bereaved, yeah. you go to the funeral. Even yeah. if you've never met the person who died. Yeah. Like, I've been to a lot of funerals for people mm. I didn't know because they're like friends. Yeah mums or grannies or siblings or yeah, whatever yeah. Um, but no not in Sweet Valley they yeah. do not go to a funeral and then go back to a hotel and eat loads of sandwiches because mm. they are monsters we've yeah. just another proof of their <laughs> <laughs> terrible 
terrible <laughs> plus just doing everything wrong all the time so Be- Jessica of course thought that after this funeral they're about to go back to school yeah. seems very rough to go to yeah like you could take the day off surely <laughs> no, back for the afternoon for sake. Um, but Jess is like oh, pretty much thinking at least we got rid of Betsy but no she's going to stay for longer Ned and Alice confirm Oh yeah, yeah. It's like the day of the funeral, and Jess is like, "Oh, I assume that's it. Now we're just gonna turf her out of the house, and she's on her own." Like, no, come on. Oh man, it is shocking. Um, and then in the car, uh, they're in the car with Stephen and Betsy and the twins, and Betsy demands to go to Kelly's. Yeah, and Stephen refuses, and Jess is like, "I knew she'd do this." Yeah, well, as soon as possible, and. Betsy kind of brilliantly is like, oh, you're too goody-goody to know where Kelly's is. <laughs> well, you know, Jessica. I don't know why you're being so judgmental. You've been out yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then Betsy drops her facade and uh, apologizes and admits that she has nowhere to go. Yeah. And, you know, her dad is never going to show up to the Wakefields. Oh. And Stephen is like, well, that doesn't matter. She can stay here for good. Yeah, a bit of a big pronouncement to make in yeah. fairness. Maybe, <laughs> like, go to maybe bit just check with Ned and Alice. <laughs> um, so back at the school, Jessica is kind of quiet at lunch and Kara and Lila are questioning. Yeah. They know something's up. Yeah, they, they know her because they're like, I don't think it's the great trauma of Trisha's funeral that's like at her. And it's like, oh, like that sounds harsh, but it's also true. It's totally true. <laughs> they know her well. Yeah. You're right. Um, so she reveals all. Which kind of surprised me. I didn't think she would. Yeah. To those bitches. But anyway, <laughs> Lila says, amazingly, my stable boy has more class than the Betsy Martin. Wash. It is an incredible line, but like, what a bitch. <laughs> but I love her. <laughs> I'm so conflicted. <laughs> also, they employ a full-time stable boy. Like... Oh, the Fowler stables. Like a full livery stable or livery yard Tremendous. You know, they've got a crest on all the saddles oh, and everything. Of course they and do. It's, yeah. Oh, wait till we get on to the Fowlers of Sweet Valley. Oh, man. Oh, so good. <laughs> it is the best. Um, so, uh, yeah, Winston is practicing. He's going to break a proper pizza eating record yeah. and he's training by eating loads of sandwiches. Yeah. And actually, and this is, I remember I mentioned this a few episodes ago, in power play when he what? was like being a dick about Robin Wilson was like people who eat loads make me uncomfortable you. you're just eating or something like that and he's like, just doing this for the crack it was a like, sort of grotesque spectacle yeah it's it's yeah inconsistent characterization. very inconsistent and also he's a dick well he is a dick though the, I mean he was at his most dickish in power play but yeah that was a really bad look so maybe they tried to sort of wreck on him mm. um, so while he's stuffing his face with this giant platter of sandwiches, sandwiches yeah. uh, Lila has an idea and says that Jessica should go through Betsy's stuff and find the goods see <laughs> <laughs> She's got a bit OTG. Oh, God. Oh, love a bit of OTG. Yeah, There hasn't been much in these books, actually, no. the recent ones. Disappointing lack of it. But yeah, because while Jessica's kind of giving out about um, Betsy being in the house with them, she's like, it's all poor Betsy. No one to take care of her. Poor Betsy. She's had it so rough. What about poor me? <laughs> what about you? You wow. sociopath. Day of the funeral. Like, I know. Come what on. A, oh, poor Betsy. Her sister died. Poor <laughs> Betsy. Her <laughs> wait, mother wait, wait, died. Wait. Then her dad became an alcoholic. Poor Betsy. Yeah. But yes, like, yes, yes what about me and my lovely house and my nice family oh <laughs> and my, my no problems whatsoever? God, like. apart from what's caused by your own sociopathy, yeah, you exactly. are terrible. Yeah. Um, but she likes the scheme. She likes Lila's scheme. Yes, she's into it. And uh, she says, oh yeah, she, she'll find something and then she'll go to Alice and be like, look what I found, poor Betsy. Yeah. So... Uh, 
we we get a bit of a, of a little bit of foreshadowing for the next book because Olivia is looking for Roger mm. and Lila says that he's like low class trash <laughs> Sake. Lila, you are yeah. monstrous. Plus, Lila was trying to get with him not so long ago. So. Yeah, just because he was good at running. Yeah. But anyway, the rest of them actually do say, like, oh, you were after him yourself. Yeah. Just sour grapes because you can get them. True. And uh, on the other side of the, of the, li- of the cafeteria, um, we see that Olivia has found Roger and he wails in anguish. Oh. It turns out his mother has had a heart attack and it's yeah. not looking good. Mm. So, uh, yeah, just bear that in mind. That's just kind of planting a seed for yeah, the re- next one, really, isn't it? It really is. <clears throat> so back at the Wakefield house, someone is is scheming and sneaking. <laughs> sake. I guess who it is. Yeah, she's basically just ransacking Betsy's room. Like yeah. it's bad. Yeah, and she's like, she's making herself too comfy. Um, <laughs> and she goes through her stuff, and then she thinks she finds some pills, and she's like, oh hey, and then it re- realizes they're just aspirin. Yeah, and just- then she literally shrieks in frustration. <laughs> Snorting into the mic. It's amazing. It's, it is incredible. Yeah, it's like, ah! <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Imagine you're having a little gremlin tantrum. Yeah. Um, and then she goes through Betsy's sketchbook and she mm. grudgingly admits to herself that the work is good. That but it's then, good, yeah. But then <gasps> she sees an image Uh-oh. that shocks her. <laughs> it shakes her to her very core. It really does. We don't find out what it is yet. Oh, yeah. Um, building that tension <laughs> oh really are uh, which is uh, and yet again it's something that leads to a completely illogical yeah. leap mm-hmm. so Liz is wearing what my notes describe and I'm sure you're going to describe it in detail mm-hmm. later so we'll just leave the readers with uh, this uh, hint a deeply peculiar sounding sweater dress <laughs> is that an accurate that is accurate I will yes I'll allow it <laughs> we'll find out more about it later <laughs> listeners um, so she's preparing for a double date with Todd and Nicholas and Regina. Oh, like every there's so much that's wrong about that. Fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> They're like a bunch of forty-year-olds. First of all, yeah. going off on their fucking dinner date. <laughs> like you're sixteen. Just go to fucking cinema or oh something. My Jesus. God. And yeah, like, is it a double date when it's a guy and his sister? <laughs> that was the guy was basically harassing oh, you. Fuck's sake! Like yeah. a week ago. Um. So while Jessica, while Liz is getting ready, is bitching about Betsy. It's like you're Enid. And then uh, then admits that she rooted around in, in uh, Betsy's stuff. And yeah. there's kind of a great moment where, because Liz is like, oh, Jessica is like, oh, maybe I found something. Maybe there's things about Betsy. And Liz is like, why do you do this? Like, yeah. why are you always just like, just <laughs> bullshitting? Like, just what's up? What's up? Just be What honest. is it? Just out with it. <laughs> it is kind of amazing. And Jessica admits that she found a, Picture of Stephen. Oh my God! Why is this big deal? Like, but clearly that means she's in love with him. It's the only explanation. And even Elizabeth sort of buys this. That like, <laughs> yeah. oh God, shit. Uh, um. So uh, yeah, but that obviously isn't enough dirt to go to Alice with. No. So she goes back to school and she's really annoyed that she's yeah. getting dirt on Betsy. <laughs> and she's she recalls some time where Trisha had to leave school to bail Betsy out. And she's like, that'll be me. <laughs> Don't think anyone's going to expect you to do it. No. Gee bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, she Kara says that everybody's you know gossiping about Stephen spending all this time with Betsy, including Caroline Pierce, Ooh. who, as we know, is a noted gossip. Noted gossip, Caroline Pierce, yes. And uh, Jessica dismisses Caroline's gossipy ways and says that Caroline can make anything sound, quote, <laughs> racier than a Bo Derrick movie. Oh, yes. That's uh, a reference there. Fantastic. But Kara's like, no, it's a talk of the town. Yeah. There must be something to it. Mm. And... Uh, 
Jessica's like, no, Stephen's just being nice to her. And she thinks that's true, but then she has to admit, oh, she he has spent a lot of time with her. Yeah. Um so uh Jessica at home overhears Betsy on the phone and uh she hears her telling somebody who we don't we initially know who it is. My days at the shady lady <laughs> are over. It's back. The shady lady's Yay. back. And she's abandoned Kelly's too. And we find out she's talking to Crunch, who of course caused Elizabeth's accident. Yeah. That he killed her. And why isn't he in prison? It, yeah, what the fuck? Oh my God. It's like three books ago. No, yeah. I mean, six. It wasn't that long ago. It was book seven. But also like, he was drunk driving and like, a caused a very serious accident. That could have killed somebody and yeah. had somebody in a coma and that brain damaged them. Yeah. Well, anyway, he's out and he's going down the boozer and uh, he's clearly an habitué still of the shady lady yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, Betsy tells him she has too much self-respect for the first time in ages and yeah. she's, she says she's got a good thing going now and she's going to keep it that way mm. and this is just grist to Jessica's mill of hatred <laughs> so she sort of prods at Betsy and gets her to admit that there's someone she cares about and Jessica's like oh, that's Stephen yeah. feel for her rage <laughs> So uh, we we cut to the beach disco, yeah, where the droids are rocking out. Yay! They've got an amazing song with oh. some classy lyrics. Awesome. I'm gonna love you. I'm gonna love you forever and a day. Yeah, mm. I feel like Dana has better in her. Yeah, it's, you can do I better than this. Really thought you did. Um, so Bruce appears and he's he's being his sassy self. <laughs> he's so sassy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's over some dollars <laughs> to Todd. Because of the uh, the aforementioned bet. Yeah. So I don't know how they fixed a rate, but, yeah, they, but they, they figured something out. But Todd's just, or no, Bruce just has like a stack of bills in his wallet. Feeling like out, <laughs> like loads of money. It's amazing. Money. It's so funny. Uh, and then he says like, I've got a bit of romancing to do myself. Oh God. And he struts off and Liz's like, oh God, poor girl, <laughs> whoever she is. <laughs> Rightly so. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, Oh my god, there's an amazing dance floor scene oh god. coming up. Yeah. Which I think might be too much for me. So Okay. <laughs> we first hear the Todd and uh Todd and Elizabeth dance and we're told that Elizabeth's smooth, graceful movements complementing Todd's more playful style. What is this bullshit? What is this playful style? <laughs> <laughs> so Jessica's there and after she was judging Betty for yeah. getting getting off with two boys with at once yeah. she's got two dates uh-huh she comes in the door Jessica's laughter flooded the night air as she approached the lights of the beach disco soccer team co-captain Aaron Dallas on one arm Neil Fremont Sweet Valley High's newest heartthrob on the other like what excuse me <laughs> where did she get oh really oh so don't have time to think about her hypocrisy because she hits the dance floor. She sure does. And her dancing sounds amazing. So Jess is she's <laughs> on the dance floor. Imagine this. <laughs> if you could bring your mind back to last week's episode when we had the music from the new uh, the, the Sweet Valley audiobooks. Imagine that. <laughs> and Jessica, and I quote, stretching, strutting, kicking her legs up and spinning around and round. Oh God, she sounds deranged. What is she doing? <laughs> Strutting and then kicking her legs up and then spinning. It's amazing. Oh God, she moved gracefully from one partner to gracefully, another. Gracefully, really, with all that None kicking of that her legs graceful. up and strutting. 
<laughs> I'm sort of imagining Vince Noir in the Mighty Boosh oh, yeah. impersonating Mick Jagger <laughs> <laughs> with a few little leg kicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, good Lord. So uh, while while this amazing display is going on, uh, Winston tries to join in. She's like, no, she's no time for him. No. And Kara's got a bit of gossip and because uh, this is the sort of thing they talk about in the beach disco. Um, <laughs> Roger's mother is in a coma. Oh, and there's the only chance she might she has is if she flies to Houston for surgery. Um, but meanwhile, La- Jessica doesn't have time to think about this because Stephen has entered. Uh oh, with Betsy. Oh my God! <gasps> how dare he? Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and and how dare he indeed think the sweet valiance because Paul Sherwood last heard of being a crap kisser at oh, this yeah. point. He's he's still with us and he makes a snide remark about poor old Betsy and nobody seems to defend her and poor Betsy Aww. feels terrible and she's like oh I just want to run away from this kip and start again it's like oh it's probably a good idea yeah I would not blame her for that but Stephen is like no you can't run away from your problems and she's like oh you're so special mm. and he's a bit he feels a bit embarrassed yeah but then his friend turns up yeah so there's this guy called Jason that he knows um, who, yeah, seems like a nice dude. Yeah, he uh, does. So he introduces him to Betsy. But um, Betsy's really kind of weird and standoffish, isn't she? Yeah, she's, just, she's sort of cold. And yeah. then he says, like, oh, I've heard all about you. And and you can sort of see why she is, because she's I so suppose, used yeah. to being despised and boys talking about her in a horrible yeah. way that when he says he's heard all about her, she's like, oh, oh yeah, well, I bet you have. Well, you're not getting any of this. Oh God, yeah, basically <laughs> it's a bit cringe though. <laughs> it is, but he's uh, he's undeterred. But he when she hears that he's an artist too, he's he's yeah, teaching. Yeah, he teaches an art class at the weekends. Yeah, and it turns out that Trisha wanted Betsy to go to that art class. It's a Ooh, life yeah. drawing class, and she was just too shy and self conscious. But Jason urges her to give it a try, and she agrees. And he's yeah, really she kind of warms to him. Over the course of the evening, I think. Really. Yeah. yeah, but then when he sort of takes her hand and sort of, you know, I'm delighted, right? Yeah. Which is like, really? You don't, we shouldn't be really taking a yeah. strange girl's hand. Like, I guess, it's a bit yeah. weird. But, I mean, he's he's not being sleazy. No, he's actually not. Like he It's is sort of in a sweet way, a, like, you a, could do it He's sort a of decent way. dude, yeah. She instantly recoils and is just like, um, I'm not doing anything with you, if that's what you're after. Yeah. And uh, he reassures her, and Stephen does too, and she sort of reluctantly softens. Yeah. So, you know, she's found a friend, we hope. Yay. Um, but the next day, of course, Jessica yells at Stephen for humiliating oh, her by bringing sake. Betsy into a public place. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my she's God. She's just raging that everyone wasn't looking at her for two seconds. And her like. ama- in fairness, I can't believe anybody wasn't looking at those oh, amazing that dance crazy rooms. Crazy dancing. Because I would have been looking at them, I can tell you that much. Um, so she's like, Betsy's bad news. And Stephen's, you know, you're a lawyer's child. You should know that people are innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. But, does it work? Jessica's still full of rage. She's just the worst. But uh, of course, Liz is more sympathetic, but she is kind of a bit worried. She is, but I suppose she's coming to it from a place of like, you know, he's not getting a chance to grieve properly because yeah. he's kind of looking after Betsy when he kind of needs time for himself. So and Betsy that's fair enough. is sort of becoming too dependent on him. Yeah. Which isn't really a good thing. It's not ideal. And Stephen kind of, Stephen actually cries. Oh, Because it's like his girlfriend. It's a lot. Like a yeah. It is, it is really sad. And Stephen is, or uh, Stephen is, is kind of pulls himself together and Liz comforts him, but says, you know, he is still worried. Like, Betsy really is very dependent on him. And Stephen says, well, he's going back to college. She'll stand on her own two feet then. Yeah. Um, but uh, poor, poor Betsy comes home from the art class the next day 
and she's she's not happy. No. She says that Jason turned out to be like every other guy. No. And they, and I have to say that what Jason did was a bit inappropriate. Yeah, I suppose. Like I know he's the same age as her. Um so or a year older maybe. So but he is a teacher. So it turns out that he asked her out after the class and uh Liz doesn't see what's wrong. It's like, yeah. That's a bit yeah, you know, I suppose he had been praising her all through the class and saying how good she was. So then, of course, when he asks her out, she's like, oh, fuck's sake, this is all just bullshit because he wants, yeah. you know, to be out. And he wrote, we want what everyone thinks they can yeah, get from yeah. Betsy Martin. And also, this is a bit um, hypocritical of uh, of Jason because the night before when she thought that he was sort of making a play for, or for, her, for her, he did say yeah. like, oh, no, strictly student teacher. Yeah. I was like, mm. And then immediately asks her out. Jason, <laughs> come on, Jason, really? <laughs> do better. Ugh. Yeah, you could handle this better. Yeah, like, like he genuinely is. You yeah, know. like he's not a creep, but he just he's not handling this awfully no, well. He really isn't. And she she's not annoyed that him asking her out is inappropriate. It is because anybody who asks her out expects just one thing. Yeah, and this is like Jason's not like that. But Betsy is you're so naive, which is probably true. I mean, yeah, that's in general. <laughs> fair enough. Um, <laughs> so there's more gossip going around Sweet Valley. Jessica is shocked the next day because she has heard that Mr. Patman, oh Hank, who we Ooh, might remember yeah. in his youth <laughs> from the Wakefields of Sweet Valley, he is paying for Roger's mother to go to Houston for yeah. an operation. Even Ned is baffled. Oh. It's the talk of the town again. Absolutely. And uh Jason turns up to return Betsy's sketchbook. Betsy's not around. But, oh, yeah. Uh, she left it at the... She left behind. it behind when she was rushing out. And he... Um, uh, oh, she is She is there, sorry. Um, oh. Because he tells her that she should apply to art school. And we find out that the LA Academy of <laughs> Fine Arts, one of the finest schools in the country... Oh, yes. ...is having a talent search. Woo-hoo. Which is a very weird way for a fine, a fine art school that's meant to be one of the best in the country to get... <laughs> <laughs> so we're looking for randomers. <laughs> Don't you have a proper application process? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just a random thing. You let, you know, four scholarships in. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like four years of like your accommodation and your... Yeah. Whatever fees four, and stuff. Bed and board, it's, like, yeah. Thing. So it's amazing. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just for three people. And the deadline has passed, but Jason's old teacher is on the board, so he's sure that they could get them to accept yeah, a late application. Yeah, he can put in a good word for her. But of course, Betsy's immediately like, in return for what? Yeah. Like, super suspicious. And she storms off. And she Stephen, storms off a lot. Yeah, she really does. But I mean, she's, you know, who could blame her? I know. Um, so Stephen <laughs> makes excuses for her, and Jason is like, you know, well, like, she seems okay with you. Yeah. And... Liz says, well, that's because Stephen's been there for her and she was close to Trisha. And then Liz has a genuinely quite good idea. I mean, it's sort of sneaky, but in fairness, it is. Got to do the right thing. Yeah. It's like they should use Betsy's sketchbook as a portfolio. Yeah, they basically submit the application without Betsy knowing or like doing yeah. it on her behalf. And like, uh-huh. it is in the long run the right thing to do, but it also just has a bang of like, the Wakefields know what's best for you. Yes. You can't possibly make these decisions on your own. Yes. <laughs> We've got it covered. We are the benevolent <laughs> yeah. lawyers children, yeah. and interior designers children. Yeah. You are literally from the wrong side of the tracks. As <laughs> you, you might remember, when the streets are covered in weeds. Yeah. Um, so we know what's best for you. It yeah. is very yeah, it is like a bit that. like that, but it, but you know it is also I suppose the right thing to do in the moment. It's yes. just typical. Wakefield oh, very much so. And their superiority complex. Um, and Betsy really does need you know 
something of her own because Stephen is going back to college and Betsy yes. is like clinging to him and oh. urging him not to go. Yeah. And the only way, way he can sort of like pry her off him is to say that Trisha wouldn't want her to wallow yes. at home. So yeah. she's like, okay, you're right. Um. So, uh, yeah, Jess is daydreaming in Mr. Russo's <laughs> science class <laughs> and is amazed that Roger is getting answers right in, a, in, a, in class even mm. though his mother is fighting for her life. Yeah, he's, he's got actual problems unlike Jessica. Yeah, <laughs> but, but Jessica yeah. ponders that he's hot even though he's poor. <laughs> what? I know, it's hard to believe because she literally fancies people before she meets them when she knows that they're rich. She doesn't even have to see them. Um, and then we hear a bit more about the Patman Fowler rivalry because Jessica and Lila are trying to make Kara ask Bruce why his dad paid for Roger's mom because they can't ask him because they have so much beef yeah. with him and with Roger. And Bruce is smug as he reveals that uh, Mrs. Barrett, mother of Roger, used to work at his factory. And Lila's like, "What? Well, that was like before Roger was born. That was a long time yeah. ago. Like, why is she helping him now? And Bruce is basically, as I would say, the blessed bleach, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Batman way. They look after their, their <laughs> serfs. <laughs> and he sort of implies that, you know, you nouveau riche Fowlers wouldn't understand. Now, there's a lot in the books about the Fowlers sort of being nouveau riche and mm. the Patmans being old money with a yeah. canning factory. <laughs> but when we read the Wakefield or the Fowlers of Sweet Valley, oh. it turns out, no, sorry to spoil it, but it is <laughs> on the back of the book, so it's not okay. a giant spoiler. <laughs> and Lila is descended from French Aristocrats. Ooh. And their surname is Wazoo. <laughs> which is the French for bird. Fantastic. Fowl. Get it? I love it. It is amazing. So of course they don't anglicize it to like Wazo or something. Okay. <laughs> Tell me Wazo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They don't do that. They change it to Fowler. Fowler. Uh, nice. Yeah. So, so like that's the opposite of new money it like. is really they are a lot posher yeah. than the they've that got much. lineage they've got like a chateau yeah um, somewhere in the rural France well we'll we'll have a lot to talk about when we do that one so uh, everybody's now at, at Guido's for Winston's grotesque display oh, of pizza eating this whole thing is stupid it's ridiculous there are t- <laughs> a TV news cameras why there. does anyone care why even one Bruce one is pulled up outside oh yes you know it's serious <laughs> like seriously what is wrong with Sweet Valley TV because first of all you know the other week we had je- frankly speaking oh, having an item on what sake. it's like to be a, a teenager, teenager. And now this you people are so starved of entertainment oh my god they really are <laughs> oh and there's actually yeah they describe a little bit of Guido's that there's um, an artificial waterfall that cascaded down Guido's rear wall <gasps> and like a fountain they a fountain because Bruce got pushed into a he fountain did. in playing with fire Is and now me? there's a fucking waterfall it's like lads go easy on the water <laughs> features please it's too much maybe the waterfall falls into the bathroom <laughs> maybe I, it's some kind of combo it? situation <laughs> I don't know it sounds like too much to be honest well we, we <laughs> find out who's who's responsible for it because we hear for the first time about Frank DeLuna yeah. manager of Guido's uh-huh. and he has prepared a special area for the starch king <sighs> and Winston is, uh, is 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 entering he's wearing a crown Jess has got a new outfit <laughs> from Foxy Mama <laughs> in honour of this preposterous occasion you know it so uh, yeah Winston is going to try and eat seven whole pizzas yeah Um, Yeah. and Olivia tells Liz that she's heard Winston has been a bit sick recently but she's (laughs) she's trying to distract herself by uh, 
with with this ridiculous evening because yeah. she's worried about Roger's mum and Mr. Patman is paying for Roger to fly down to Houston. Mm. Um, and we're told that John Pfeiffer is impatient for his own pizza. Shut up, John. Yeah, who cares? You don't deserve any pizza. No Fuck pizza off. for you. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> we thing, speaking of people who are there, I am surprised Mr. Collins isn't there. Oh my God, this is exactly the kind of thing he'd be absolutely stuck into. <laughs> Unnecessarily. <laughs> and actually more appropriately than some other things because yes. this is a public event. Very true. So it wouldn't be even that weird if he was in there having a pizza. Yeah. Um, so everybody goes on about how amazing Guido's is while Winston chows down. Mm. And... Uh, yeah, he pukes with half a pizza left to go. Oh, he makes it to six and a half pizzas, yeah. Yeah. Um, when I was in college, they used to have an iron stomach competition <coughs> every year. Oh, God. And it was so disgusting. It would be held on, like, the steps of the dining hall. <clears throat> and they'd have to eat, like, sheep's eyes. And oh, like no! That. And literally, it was, like, you know, an elimination thing. Oh, Jesus. And it would, you would be eliminated by throwing up. So oh, it was just, Christ, like, students grim. just puking all over the place. <laughs> Trinity College Dublin for you people. Wow. That's, that's the sort of educational establishment <laughs> that I went to that I used this very day to read this very book. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's a classy, classy place as you can, as you can gather. Oh man. So Winston pukes his guts up but then he makes a speech and uh, he's very sassy and he's like, no, excuse me, I've got to go home. It's almost time for dinner. No. And they're all... Crapping themselves oh, with God. joy at like that, this wish. Just this whole, like, and that's kind of it. And that's the whole subplot. And it's yeah. like, what was the point of Winston all of this? Like, I literally wrote down under B plot Winston tries to break some pizza eating record. Doesn't. Like, <laughs> that's the B plot. It's not <laughs> it's even like, a sentence. What is the point? It's not even a line in your notebook. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just over that. It. Yeah. Like, it's just. Why? Oh, why? God. Yeah, they were really. Not <laughs> their heart wasn't in. It. Yeah, <laughs> though I suppose enough is happening in the in the A plot. Mm. Um, and at the Wakefield house afterwards, they watch the news report. But Jess turns off an ad for a fancy new home computer because she hates computers, <laughs> she hates now. computers now. All computers and all their works. Um, <coughs> and they're all laughing at the news report when Betsy answers the door, <gasps> and it's her dad. Oh no! And he's pissed as usual. Yeah. This is kind of weird the way they've done this as well. Because that's mm. like the end of the chapter. And it's, it's like a dramatic. big cliffhanger. And it's like, oh my God, what's going to happen? And then it's like the next chapter. And it's like, oh, some time has passed and nothing happened. Yeah. Is your dad like, even still there? What? <laughs> She's like rung Stephen for advice and he's driven down from university. Yeah. Yeah. It's like literally a few days later. It's like, like no. Oh, no, it's the previous day. Sorry. The previous. Uh, that was the previous night. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just losing track of all sense and reason and time. Well, this <laughs> storytelling does not make any sense. So it's not just you. Um, um, yeah, so Stephen has come down. And it says that Betsy just really needs to sort out her family herself. And yeah. Stephen can't keep looking after yeah, her. Because, yeah. you know, just because Trisha made him promise, like, he has to look after himself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, but this is the whole thing as well. Because he's, he's kept this whole promise thing a secret. Like, no one knows this is why yeah. he's so like set on looking after Betsy yeah. every minute of every day and it's like it was never a secret like, yeah why? it's not like why would this be a secret yeah. it's not like a shameful yeah, yeah but he's acting thing. like he can't tell anyone about it or this is why he has to bury this burden alone and like it's why like, didn't he say to Betsy on the first day you know your sister I promised your sister I'd look yeah, after you like, like that's it's sweet yeah exactly that's not like weird yeah Um. so Jesse's Betsy drawing the Wakefields and this is like oh my god she thinks she's in our family now it's like, a step too far <laughs> how dare she and she sneaks up on Betsy mm. and I quote like a tiger ready to pounce yeah I think I wrote down prey. I wrote down like a serial killer because <laughs> <laughs> well at least they're just 
like leading into the sociopathy, I suppose. Oh, Fair enough. Yeah. So she's oh, she's so awful. She tells Betsy that she's worried about Stephen. Oh, Stephen should really start seeing other girls. Now Betsy's doing okay. Yeah. And then she says Stephen promised Trisha to look after Betsy until quote she was back on her feet. And Betsy is devastated by this because yeah, because like she didn't know about this promise either. And I think that was that it that he was telling. He eventually told Ned and Alice. I made a promise to Trisha yeah, this so, is why I'm looking after Betsy so much and Jessica overhears it and yeah. then he's like okay I'm going to use this to fuck up Betsy's life but, <laughs> but like, I don't really see why really why Betsy's so upset I suppose yeah. he's like she thought he cared but he was only nice to her because of Trisha but yeah. like he didn't know you before he took you into the house so it's kind of yeah. obviously that to do with Trisha case, but yeah like um Jessica does feel guilty for a split second because Betsy is really, really upset, but it's but not for long. Mm. And Betsy is like, everybody's been playing me. Nobody meant anything that they said to me, so why should I bother yeah. being good? And she, she goes, and Jessica is once more <sighs> an evil little gremlin cackling away to herself. <laughs> She's just horrible. Like <laughs> She really, like she has no sympathy yeah. whatsoever for Betsy. There's a moment there where she's like, Ugh. but yeah. it's not even... I, I made that wobbly noise for longer than she yeah. made any sense of remorse. <laughs> so true. when Betsy leaves, Jessica pretends to be upset to oh. Liz and she heard, uh, this happens off camera for some reason, she heard Betsy make a date with Charlie Cashman. Oh, yes. Um, and there's kind of a funny bit because Liz is very worried and mm. there's this thing about Betsy can't change and Liz says, Enid changed. And <laughs> Betsy, or Betsy, so Betsy can't and, and uh, Jessica basically says, Enid was probably more interesting before she reformed. I was like, well, fair to me. Really, yeah. <laughs> can't really argue with that. <laughs> Pretty sure she was. Um, so Jason and, and Stephen arrive at the Wakefield home yeah. and they have news. Yeah. Betsy they, won. Yeah, she got, she got a place in this Fancy LA Academy Academy <laughs> four years worth of a scholarship. LA Academy kind of sounds like the name of like a brand of runners in the eighties yes. or something. Yep, it absolutely. I've got does. a pair of LA Academies. Ooh, <laughs> thanks for my kangaroos and my Reeboks. <laughs> um, so uh, they they're horrified when they hear that Betty is yeah she's bailed she's gone with a lamb. Um, they, <laughs> they thought that she was going to work things out with her dad and go home, but. Jessica's like, no way, she's got to shady lady. So Stephen vows that he will find her. Yes, and yeah, himself and Jason hop into the car and drive off looking for her. Yeah, and they go to Kelly's and she's not there, so they go to the shady lady. And I was thinking, like, does Sweet Valley have no normal pubs? No, no, <laughs> it actually doesn't. <laughs> there, there's nothing but you know there's, disreputable dives. Yeah. And like, Dairy Burger. And Dairy Burger. Like, it's all <laughs> or nothing. Yeah. Like, where do, there is no happy medium. <laughs> where where do normal people go for a drink? Yeah. Like, yeah, we don't know. Do Guido's have booze? Oh, maybe, maybe Guido's has maybe a wide license. Bar. Yeah. yeah. It is a pizza place, actually. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe the Dairy maybe. Burger deals. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Who even knows what's going on in that place with their fucking clams? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just upsetting myself. Changing the decor. You yeah. know, that uncannon wooden boot yeah, business yeah, that old makeover that was just forgotten well about. we're <laughs> forgetting about it I'm pretending yeah. it doesn't exist never happened so they go into the shady lady mm-hmm. and of course she's there she Betsy is. is there with Crunch and Charlie Cashman yeah and she's miserable and she's Aww. down and she's not drink, drinking until she sees Jason and Stephen and then she's like Rah-hey! yeah she kind of puts on a whole show of like yeah oh I'm smashing I've been here all day and nothing can stop me now oh and what are you two going to drink some Shirley Temple yeah it says that Charlie just got some dynamite <laughs> posh <laughs> 
Because <laughs> it's the early 70s. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Cheech and Chong over here. <laughs> oh, man. I really would like to see the Stones revive. That would be very entertaining, at least for one episode. Oh, um, but of course, Betsy's faking it. She yeah. only had one drink. She's just really miserable. And yeah, she doesn't really want to be there at all. She's just kind of pissed off with Stephen. Yeah, so she's just sort of taking it out on yeah. herself, really. Yeah. Um, so she tells Stephen she's freeing him from his promise and he doesn't know what she's talking about. Um, and Charlie step is, t- steps in when Stephen's trying to get an <clears> answer <throat> and he punches him. He d- <laughs> properly, but first he goes, "Look, pest, the lady wants you to scram." Hey, see, <laughs> skedaddle, right? Oh God! But yeah, he he decks uh, Stephen, and Betsy tries to stop him. Yeah, but she can't. No, it's sort of a, a well, it's less of a fight and more Stephen getting the shine <laughs> out, out of him. But then Jason, boy, I love this so much. Yeah, this is. <laughs> I do always love somebody who nobody thinks is oh good my God. at fighting, being really good at fighting. Yeah, so it's like suddenly. Jason laid his glasses down on the bar oh. and made a move to step in and basically just beats the shit out of Crunch just and like Charlie. Just like boat. It is kind of amazing. He's a brown belt in karate. In karate. It's so good. And My then notes like, do say, okay, that's cool. Yeah, and it really is because like, even after that and the two lads are floored, he then like picks up his glasses and puts them back on again and yeah. it's like, oh, you're really Classic cool. Touch. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> you do. And it's us enough to win over Betty. Fair enough. Yeah. So, <laughs> She, she instantly forgets about mooning over Stephen, which is, I don't know if that's very realistic. Yeah. But he sort of makes himself scarce so Jason yeah. can tell her all about uh, yeah. getting into college. The whole scholarship situation. Hooray! Hooray! And then we cut to a Wakefield barbecue. Woo-hoo! Celebrating Betsy getting into art school. Yay! Um, even Jessica has agreed to a truce with Stephen. Um, and we find out that part of their fight when, you know, Basically, Stephen was like, why did you tell her this? Uh, <laughs> why are you trying, you were to, trying to get life? her out? Yeah. Um, she's like, well, you didn't tell me about trying to get her into our college. It's uh, like, why would they? You hate her. You uh, probably have foiled it. Shut up. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that's the last we hear of this uh, tension between Stephen yeah. and Jessica. And um, Betsy and Liz are having a little bonding moment mm. and Betsy tells Liz that she's going home to make make things okay with her dad before she goes off to art college. Yeah. And I did think like, oh, you know, I know you think you're going to art college but that's going to be September and I hate to break it to you. Oh, shit, yeah. September <laughs> isn't really going to happen in Sweet Valley. Like, <laughs> oh, God. I'm not saying that it all falls into a hell mouth like the end of Buffy <laughs> but uh, I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm not saying it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> They're all having a little bonding moment and Betsy apologised for being so clingy to Stephen. She was just yeah. kind of going through some shit and he's very understanding of yeah. her. But there were, then Liz gets a phone call. She returns stunned. Why is anybody ringing her about this? I uh, don't really know. But yeah, this is weird actually. Can you tell tell us what the news is that she's just received? So, yeah, the news is uh, that, oh yeah, Roger, what is it? The update on Roger Patman's situation. Yes. Cause oh yes, his, his mother, mother died that morning. Yeah. <clears throat> so... Yeah, it was Olivia Davidson calling her. I was like, why Why is this happening? Yeah. Um, anyway, so it turns out that Paul Patman, who is Bruce Patman's uncle, is brother actually... Brother of Hank. So he, brother of Hank, is actually Roger's real dad. Who died in a plane crash. Oh, what? <laughs> and now, Roger's moving in with the Patmans. So Roger's basically really rich and going to live with the Patmans. So the yeah, end. he's just become the richest boy in Sweet Valley. That is... Yeah, it's it's a lot to happen. The day his mother dies, there's suddenly like, yeah. Oh, by the way, <laughs> your real dad is 
What? Paul Batman, who I've heard it before. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, you're moving into the Batman. It's fucking hell. Yeah, so the kind of teaser then for the next book is, now Roger is as rich as Bruce, but how much will he have to change to fit into the Batman's world? Find out in Sweet Valley High number 16. Rags, Rags to, to riches. riches. <laughs> One of the best typos. Oh, it's so good. So that was Promises. Wow. Yeah. It was dramatic. Jessica was awful. Oh, she really was. She like, wasn't, yeah, yeah she had more awfulness to do in this one than she did in, in our last uh, episode yeah Deceptions because <laughs> um, she had more opportunities to be she really a did. raving bitch yeah so do you have any stats for us I have some stats for you so the blue green eyes got five mentions okay which is you know, that's, that's quite good that's and good average the Wakefield blondness got six mentions mm. uh, that's quite a lot of both it is yeah uh, people blush 15 times oh my lord yeah <laughs> and uh, Betsy God, so sensitive Betsy storms out of a room in a huff four times oh quite a lot of storming yeah you <laughs> did point that out during I it did, and now yeah. stats, she does a lot of running off the stats back <laughs> yeah. you up they do <laughs> so uh, uh, are there any outfits to compliment their Ooh. rosy cheeks? You know there are. Oh. Um, yeah, so Elizabeth's outfit for that fucking weird <laughs> date that she's going on with. And with Todd the morrows. And the morrows. Um, yeah. siblings. That, that unusual dress. Um, so it's uh, Elizabeth stepped into her lavender sweater dress and fastened the row of tiny buttons that ran up the back. What sort of... What? what? How? It's like a jumper. Jumper dress with tiny the, buttons. The, how do you put it on and then do the buttons at the back? But, like, but that also defeats <laughs> the purpose of a sweater dress. Yeah, completely. Like it's basically a sack. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I don't it's lavender. Oh, it's lavender, and she wears it with like blue shoes. Yeah, Ooh. a pair of low-heeled blue pumps, and then puts like a navy blue comb in her hair oh, to tie it back. So it's like, why are you putting lavender and blue together? I know it's the eighties, but come oh, on. Oh dear, there is no excuse for that. Pink shoes. I'll go with that. Yeah, orange well, shoes. Be fine. Um, Jessica wears oh yeah at the beach disco Ooh. yeah it's not very exciting and you'd expect something a little more exciting when she's turning up with two lads and, and those dance moves <laughs> exactly maybe she thought her dance moves could do the uh, were dramatic do the talking for yeah. her yeah so she wears a pair of indigo blue cropped pants and mm-hmm. a matching blue striped t-shirt in one hand that's, she carried a pair of normal. navy espadrilles that's it's quite, quite it's very casual sounding yeah. isn't it yeah. I, I might even wear that I do like a Breton stripe. <laughs> yeah. You're wearing stripes right now. I am. <gasps> <laughs> Are you wearing cropped trousers? I don't go for cropped trousers, but I can imagine that having a sort of a French 60s yeah, kind of vibe. Yeah, it would work. Um, yeah, but then... Oh, yeah, so then Jessica's outfit at Guido's mm. uh, that she got from Fatsy Oh, yeah, that she's Mama. dressed up to go to... <laughs> I know, yeah, she dresses up a shit load of pizzas. But she doesn't dress up for the beach disco. Oh, um, she's very strange. So her, her new dress from Foxy Mama is a new low-back turquoise t-shirt dress that Ooh. she'd conned her mother into getting for her. Well, at least they're honest about her grifting <laughs> oh, ways. Yeah. Wow, that sounds pretty cool, actually. It kind of does, yeah. Turquoise. turquoise is a very 80s colour. It is. I, okay. I had one of my favourite outfits when I when I around the time this book was, was written indeed was a turquoise t shirt which I paired with a lemon yellow skirt. Oh nice turquoise socks oh. and my mother's amazing. I know, pretty cool. <laughs> and actually my confirmation dress from nineteen eighty eight was aqua blue. Oh nice. Yeah, Colour of the Pacific Ocean. Exactly. <laughs> it literally was. And I wore it with a white cotton jacket, sleeves rolled up Miami Vice style. Amazing. Turquoise socks. Or it. aqua socks. And white leather shoes with <coughs> aqua ribbons. Oh my god. As the laces. My own personal touch. <laughs> Fantastic. I got both of them in hickeys. Oh, <laughs> so 
cute. <laughs> so aqua really was. I think I could have I could have given a Wakefield it was your and colour. Yeah. That, yeah, in, in that ensemble. You had a theme and you stuck to it. I know. I really did. <laughs> um so yeah, that was uh that that was the, the dramatic <laughs> visual feast <laughs> of uh, promises. promises yeah. I'm surprised we didn't get any descriptions of Betty's outfits. Me too, yeah. Especially because it's like, oh, she's so wild, she's so trashy or whatever. And it's uh, like, well, she's wearing a polo shirt on the cover <laughs> and then there's just nothing on the inside Literally about what she's nothing. wearing. Yeah. Because that is kind of bad. It is. Well, on that bombshell, yeah. <laughs> we'll bid you farewell. Um, uh, because we will be uh, we'll be back soon but yes. in the meantime if you have any amazing things to share with us about any thoughts about this episode mm. or, or any of the other books uh, please get in touch with us on Twitter at SVH Podcast uh, you can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com and we are proud members of the Headstuff Podcast Network and you can follow the network and find out more about all the amazing shows that are on it which are expanding seemingly by the second yeah. at HS Pod Network and This Headstuff. And uh, we will be back in two weeks yeah. when we find out what happens <gasps> when Roger goes <gasps> from, from rags to, to riches. <laughs> See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade.